At this time, I'd like to invite Todd Buen and Sharon Peterson to come forward for, our, um, for a sharing. Now we're going to pray that the microphones work better than my predictions about snow. <laughs> but you never know with me. Um, so I thought we'd start with prayer, and then I'll, I'm going to pass this to you, though. So let us pray. Loving God, we do indeed give you thanks for this evening and for a chance to gather together as your people and to remember all that you have given us. Thank you for Sharon and Todd and for their faithfulness, um, for the ways in which you have worked in and through their lives and for their willingness to share their stories. We ask for your Holy Spirit to rest upon them this evening and for you to open our eyes to the ways you are working in our lives and in the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, Sharon, we're going to start with you. I hope that's okay. That's okay. All right. Um, could you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? My name is Sharon Peterson. Oh, that's loud. No, you're good. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Okay, my name is Sharon Peterson. I'm married to Virgil of 52 years. As they... <laughs> Like they say on um, Wheel of Fortune, and it's been a, he's a wonderful husband. And we have three beautiful children <laughs> and eight amazing grandchildren. It does sound like but, Wheel of Fortune. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know, so take it with a grain of salt. All right. Yeah, but we do have that many, not many children and grandchildren. Our children all grew up in this church. Um, two of them were baptized, and three, all three were confirmed here. And... All three were married here. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, cool. Uh -huh. Could you share a little bit about your upbringing? Um, where did you grow up? Were you brought to church? How was your faith practice in your family of origin? I grew up in, near Windham, Minnesota on a farm. Um, it was a very Norwegian uh, Lutheran community. And um, you know, most of our activities were either church activities or um, we socially, we that was our social life also. The church, the people, wise. the whole the community. Yes, that was that was that was our life. Plus some relatives, but um, we prayed at every meal. We had devotions led by my mom in the evening. Um, Sunday was always church. The only time we missed was if there was a snowstorm. Oh, okay. So maybe you mm -hmm. would have gotten out of it tonight. Maybe. <laughs> My dad was the first one, the one. He liked to be the first one to plow out. But okay. If there was no church, we wouldn't have got. Yeah. Um, let's see. We. I was going to. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, what were your beliefs about God when you were young? My beliefs about God when I was really young is just that Jesus loves me. That, that's about what I remember when I was really little. Okay. Oh. That's a good message for our yeah. kids to know. Have your beliefs about God changed? If so, how? Well, they've definitely expanded. Um, and I, um, when, I was, when I was probably in high school, I thought Lutheranism was the way 
I mean, that, that, that was the right way. And there were probably others that were saved, but Lutheranism was right. Well, <laughs> I really changed on that. I, what's important is that Jesus is the way. I know the one thing you, we had talked about before, I cut you off on your upbringing. You, you had shared with me about your confirmation, um, just how much you had to memorize, and mm. do you want to share a little bit about that? Okay. Um, we did memorize a lot. Every week we memorized, um, well, even, in, even when I was in Sunday school, Saturday night was getting ready for church on Sunday. We got cleaned up, and we had to memorize our, our catechism. Yeah. But then confirmation, every week we had several Bible verses and other things that needed to be learned. So Looking out at the if confirmation kids are there, so <laughs> just so you yeah. know. And, and then we, <laughs> we capped it off with catechization at the time of confirmation. So yeah. We got in front of the church and did this. All right. Yeah. Well, so our kids got to do that this year, but yep, we did. didn't, I didn't make them memorize verses, yeah. so. Right. They can be grateful for some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sharon, would you share your faith statement with us? I would. Thank you. I just started out with, why am I a Christian? And no other religion offers free eternal life. Also, God's spirit is with me every day here on earth to guide me in my thoughts and actions. In my faith story, I grew up in a Christian home, the oldest of five children. My parents' lives demonstrated God's love. We grew up on the farm and life was very good. We were surrounded with love and happiness. We worked together and played together. I might add the work was sometimes not done without complaint from me and my siblings. The church was an important part of our lives and my parents walked the talk. I don't remember ever not loving God and grew up believing he claimed me in baptism. Confirmation was a meaningful time of my life, and it was at that time that I became more aware of my relationship with Jesus. In retrospect, I believe that loving and trusting God was a natural thing for me because I wanted what my parents had. I used to wish I had some dramatic story to tell so I could give a powerful testimony testimony. I realize now that I do have a powerful testimony, not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus has done for me. He literally died for me. No, I've never really fallen away from him, but neither have I always lived my life completely for him. It's been a gradual growth, sometimes even backsliding, a gradual letting him be more a part of my life, of my thoughts and my actions. He's my savior, my father, and friend. He's a very real and important part of each day. He's always with me. I can talk to him anytime in prayer. I know I'm not everything I could be or everything he wants me to be, but I also know he loves me, forgives me, and continues to be patient with me. One thing I've struggled with is letting go and trusting him in new situations, new experiences. I'm gradually learning to step out in faith to try new things. I realize I don't have to have every gift. I don't have to be able to do everything. He loves me for who I am and uses the gifts I have. No matter how badly I screw up, he still loves me and forgives me. So studying God's word is important to me. It is through his word that I learn how he wants me to live 
and hopefully grow in my faith. God speaks to me through his word. I pray that others can see God in my life. A verse that sums up my faith is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so no one can boast. And why the church? First, I believe wants us to take t God wants us to take time to worship him, and church is a good place to do that. Also, the worship and fellowship with other believers is important to me. It prepares me to go out and serve him each day. Our children could also see the importance of having the support of a church family. Thirty years ago, Virgil was disabled with a neurological condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome. Our daughter Kristen was in college at that time and had to write a paper. She wrote about the importance of the church family. She could see the loving and caring of others at that time. One day, there were at least 20 people who came to rake leaves in our yard. That sent a strong message to her. It was also during that time that many friends and family gathered here at church to pray for Virgil one evening. He was not healed physically immediately, but we were lifted spiritually, and not long after that, he started gradually to improve. Our church family has been a big support for us in every challenging time. To me, this is God with skin on. I can't imagine my life without my church family. Thank you, Phil. Mm -hmm. I dropped my interview questions. Oh, thank you, Todd. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Hi, Todd. Hi, Joanna. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, let me start by saying I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 33 years. Uh, Cindy is here tonight. Also impressive. Uh, we met in ninth grade at Mankato West High School. Um, we, had known, we met, and then about two months later, we started to date as 15-year-olds. So, and the rest is history. Um, so I think we were meant for each other. Um, I have four children, um, aged 17 to 29, and my youngest child, Adam, is here tonight. I'm happy that both Cindy and Adam could be here. Um, I work for the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, which is the state version of the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, I've been working there to protect Minnesota's air, water, and land for about 30 years. So most of my career has been there, working for the state. Nice. Thank you, Todd. Um, could you share about your upbringing? Were you brought to church? How was your faith practiced in your family of origin? Let me start with my parents because um, I think it's an interesting story. My parents grew up in Austin. My father was um, born into a Catholic family. He went to Austin Pacelli High School, which is a Catholic school there. My mother uh, grew up in the Church of Christ and went to the public school, Austin Public School. And they didn't really know each other um, in, in Austin in high school. My dad went off to college at St. Mary's in Winona to, to go uh, to be a priest in the seminary. He studied to be a Catholic priest. Um, at some point after a year or two, he met my mother. Mm -hmm. You can kind of guess how this went, can't you? 
Um, Sounds like a really good story. My, uh, <laughs> my mother thought she should go to Winona and enter the College of St. Teresa and possibly be a nun. Um, so that went, she thought about that, but didn't really pursue that. But she did go to St. Teresa. Um, well, eventually my father decided he was going to leave the, the priesthood, being, or the pursuit of being a priest. Um, he finished at St. Mary's and she finished at St. Teresa. And they decided to get married. They were 21 when they got, or he, she was 21, he was 22. Um, and they proceeded to have five kids in five years. Uh, I'm the youngest of five. Uh, when I was born, my oldest brother was four. And it went boy, girl, girl, boy, boy. So there's five of us in five years. Um, and their names are good Christian names, good um, Paul Christian, Anne Elizabeth, Sarah Therese, John Robert, and Todd Joseph. Um, so I'm the youngest, and my mom is proud of the fact she likes to say that when my youngest was born, my, my oldest was four, and there's, there's five, and you had, you had five children as well. And um, I was born in Rochester. I lived in Prince George, British Columbia for a couple years early in my life. My parents were at, uh, my dad was teaching in the mission there, the Indian mission. Oh, okay. um, and then we moved back to Minnesota and um, settled in Mankato. And I lived in Mankato uh, from the time that I was four um, up through high school. Um, my parents did become disillusioned with the Catholic Church um, shortly, well, my brothers and sisters were, we were all baptized Catholic. My, my brothers and sisters reached their first communion. I did not. I think I was about four when they uh, decided they were going to leave the Catholic Church. They, we did not practice religion when I was a kid. Um, I really had very little exposure to it. Um, they were quite active politically and socially. They marched against the war in Vietnam, and they were very politically active in the McGovern campaign in Mankato. So the 60s and 70s, is, they, were, um, they had other interests, but church was not one of them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now I'm curious of how you ended up in the church. <laughs> Maybe you'll cover that. We'll, we'll see. What were your beliefs about God then when you were young? Um, there w I didn't think much about, yeah. about God. My, I, I did, when we went to Austin, we would go to Catholic church with my... Um, with my father's um, parents. We would go to the Church of Christ periodically with my mother's. Um, but that was uh, more the, the exception than the rule. And um, I thought it was interesting, but I didn't. Think um, it was something that we did before watching football or, or um, having you know, a good time with my, my grandparents. So it was, a, it was an exposure to it, and that was about it. OK. Well, so then. Have your beliefs about God changed? Is they have. I, um, I went to St. Olaf College. Okay. Um, after leaving Mankato, I went to St. Olaf, um, which was a Lutheran, obviously Lutheran um, school, where they have chapel every day, Monday through Friday, um, as part of their day. And I, I enjoyed attending chapel, actually observing people that kind of knew what they were doing in, the <laughs> in a church service. So I learned some things there. Um, and Cindy also was a member of the Missouri Synod, um, so um, we knew each other all through high school. Um, after college, we, we married in the Missouri Synod Church in Mankato. Um, so, um, and went through with the pastor, um, sort of the, the curriculum of, 
of the, the day for prior to marriage, so. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So was Bruce Benson at St. Olaf when you were there then? Yes, he was. Oh, Bruce Benson. Okay. I used to go to tech study with him when I was in Faribault. So, all right, Todd, would you share with us your faith statement? I will. I just, one thing. Um, so following um, St. Olaf and, and moving to the cities, we, um, in our mid-20s is when we started having our own children. And at that time, we looked for a, a church, and we found Shepherd of the Hills. Um, so there were a couple years there where we were in the cities getting our careers started and we, um, we were sort of churchless, mm -hmm. but we, um, when we started to have kids and, and felt like we wanted to raise them in a church, we, we found Shepherd. Cool, thank you. Um, so my faith statement, um, I believe in a God that created the universe, the stars, our sun, and our amazing planet Earth. Uh, the natural world is a wonder to me, the air, water, and land, the natural beauty of the land and the oceans, the wind, the weather, the climate, the variety and abundance of life. All of this and the natural resources God put here on earth provide us with everything that we need to sustain ourselves. When I think about God's creation, I believe that God wants us to care for the earth so that it is here for future generations. Why should we, why should future generations have a different earth than we have? What would God think about that? And why should it be available disproportionately now? I believe God wants us to, to sustain what has been provided on earth for children that are to come in future generations. I believe God has created and provided enough to sustain us and as stewards, God wants us to share it so that all of us have all of us that inhabit the earth have a goodly share of the bounty that we have been given. I believe that God created us bathed in love and gave us the ability to think and reason, which are attributes that are unique to humans. I believe Jesus came to teach and to show us how we are to live in God's world. He came as a human to be an effective teacher for us, to guide us and to spread light in the world. God was a healer, the Prince of Peace, the light of the world. That's what I believe. I believe that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. I believe in the forgiveness of sin and a spiritual life beyond what we experience on earth. What we experience on earth includes love and joy, but it also includes pain and loss. And I believe that life after death is where there is no pain and loss and where everyone will learn the real meaning of love and peace that is beyond what we understand and experience on earth. I attend church for many reasons. Some of the reasons I attend are somewhat selfish. What can I say? I enjoy coming to Shepherd. I am exposed to ideas and messages that I find valuable and helpful for my spiritual health. I find enjoyment and comfort in the familiarity of the people, the music, and the liturgy. Church is where we are reminded to welcome and celebrate new life when we observe baptism. When we observe baptisms together. Church is where we watch our kids grow in size and in faith, and we watch them mature and set off on their own. Church is where we age together, 
and where we mourn the loss of those that pass. At church, we're in community together, and we experience life and faith together. Another thing I've observed about myself and church is that my emotions are closer to the surface when I'm at church, and I'm not sure why. But this is the way, I, 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 the way that I explain it. Is it with a combination of the words that I hear, the people I see, the music I listen to and sing along with, the routines and the rhythms of the services, and the moments of silence, there's nothing else in my life that is quite like church and quite like, like, quite like this. It's a place where I tend to slow down and think about people that mean a lot to me, those that are living and those that have gone before. Shepherd of the Hills is where my children were baptized and confirmed. See, I said my emotions sort of that's, that's bearing out here. Um, so my, my children were confirmed here and baptized here, and this gives me comfort, and I know that they feel welcome and enjoy coming back to Shepherd when they can at Christmas, Easter, or whenever they can come back. I love that we are a welcoming community uh, to everyone and that we welcome everyone to the communion table. When my family has visitors um, from out of town uh, to a, attending church with us, um, we know that they are welcomed by this church community, and that feels good. Um, finally, I attend church because of what we endeavor to do for others. We are a loving community that reaches beyond our doors to help others that are in need. I know we all believe that when we say, bless our offering, that it re may reach those who hunger, who hurt, who seek new hope. With these gifts, we offer our whole lives to you and pray that you would renew us as we follow Christ, seeking shalom for all creation. Thank you, Todd. They worked. I'm so grateful for the microphones working, but I'm really grateful for both of you and for your sharing of yourselves and your faith and um, your leadership in this church. And um, I'm just grateful. So thank you.